Welcome to the If I Only Knew podcast with Debbie and Veronica, two friends with a combined age of 110 years. I'm 65. And I'm 55. Between us, we have five kids, three grandkids, and a total of 75 years married. Now it's time to be inspired, laugh a lot, and learn to thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the If I Only Knew podcast with Debbie and Veronica. We hope you've been enjoying our series on inflammation. What the heck? So today we just wanted to talk, Debbie and I just wanted to talk to you about some of our experiences with inflammation and some um, ways that we've dealt with it ourselves. So Debbie, why don't you share with us um, some of your thoughts and some of the experiences you've had dealing with inflammation? Okay. So the main thing that I noticed was that um, for a long time when I was younger, probably in my 20s, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Mm. Okay. Just a general given that many young women get that when they're in their 20s. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'll go on Synthroid and I stay on it forever. And you don't really feel it. It's never a big deal when it starts. And I knew nothing of inflammation till after the whole menopause period. I may have had periods where I didn't know it. I didn't feel well, but you know, when you're young, you just keep going. Oh, give pop some Advil, have a drink beyond, just go. Or you're so busy with your children or whatever activities that you don't think about it. But when things change after menopause and you, you actually become more aware of your feelings. What I was noticing was that even though I was getting checked every year and told, Oh, that's good. Stay on the same Synthroid. Um, I was starting to feel achy, really, I mean, like so uncomfortable, achy. And it'd be like, what am I doing? Am I getting the flu? And I would go and take uh, Advil and it would only remove the edge. And I just kept feeling achy, achy. So I went um, and I was talking to a friend. She said, you know, I have Hashimoto's. You know, I said, well, I, I've heard of that, but I have hypothyroid. She said, well, you might have Hashimoto's. I said, well, okay, I'll figure that out. And I went to a holistic type physician in the uh, Northern Virginia area. And um, he gave tests and he said, your markers for inflammation are out of the uh, uh, skyrocketed. And basically um, I liked him because he was the first one that explained to me that I had Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disorder. And that I was a real, you know, I was having inflammation, but he had sort of a a blanket way that he treated everybody that had Hashimoto's and all that. You have to go off of the, the synthetic thyroid hormone. You need to, um, immediately you have to be gluten-free, uh, no dairy. I mean, I was like, okay. So I walked out of that appointment and thought, okay, I can't even live. Like really, I can't have cheese, <laughs> cheese and crackers. Come on. Okay. You never can drink. Of course, gluten bread. Okay. And all I hear from people is, Oh, everything that you buy gluten tastes terrible. I mean, this was back probably 15 to 18 years ago for me. Okay. So I've had hypothyroidism for over 30 years, more than that, 40 years. So after experimenting with some of that, I would try things and it would get better. And then I started gaining weight, mm -hmm. the old gaining weight. So what part is inflammation? What part's hormonal? What part is depression? Who knew? But part of it was all of the above. Um, a good part inflammation and not feeling well and really not, not doing well at all. And not sleep and everything started. And so I, that's where I was, it was a reoccurrence. And I ended up going to a health clinic, a health center. Uh, it was called Nava in downtown DC. And they specialized in hormone. And they also talked about 
um, dealing with switching. And so they were the first ones that switched me from a synthetic to the actual pig uh, hormone. I mean, uh, you know, the thyroid hormone from the pig that was either nature thyroid or armor. Uh, may, many of you who've had thyroid disease may relate. And those are very different. I mean, I, I was so sensitive that even when they would try to give me generic synthroid, I would bottom out. So I'm very, very sensitive. So I finally got, it took a year of adjusting medication to get better. And the inflammation is calling all the time, which is just that pain. I mean, it was, it's pain and lethargy and just, I don't, it's like, it's going to take me everything to try to get out the door to go to work. So basically for you, it created um, symptoms that were not visible so much no. as they were internal. You literally felt your body aching. Right. And it was hard to do anything. I mean, I pushed myself because mm -hmm. my mind goes at 150 miles an hour. It's like the roadrunner. Okay. So, but when your mind is going and your body can't keep up, it is so frustrating. Most frustrating thing. Depression. I mean, yeah. all of that stuff. So, you know, and I was under a lot of stress with my work, all those things. So it wasn't until really, and it resurfaces. It's kind of interesting. It kind of goes away. So for a while after I stopped working, the stress went down. I went into an entrepreneurial role where I controlled my own hours. I wasn't commuting. I was having fun. I was using my creativity. That was very healing. And so that inflammation sort of went down. I was on a, no longer on a synthetic. I was taking my, I think I was nature throid then. It was just, you know, good substitute. My numbers were doing okay. I didn't feel so bad for a while, but then all of a sudden I started gaining weight again. It probably was some more inflammation, but I was really gaining weight. And um, I ended up coaching, and part of it was that I actually lost weight on this on this program. Felt good. You had to do it if you were to be a coach. It was all ideal protein, right? And that was um, again reducing carbohydrates and sugars, eliminating sugars out of your diet. No dairy, um, eating healthy vegetables. You know that kind of life. Yep. And when I started that, I felt like a million bucks. Have to say, uh, the inflammation went down. So sugar. Aggra what I learned oh, then was huge. how much carbohydrates and sugar and all the hidden sugar there and things. So I, I really related when we were talking about the diets, how that impacted how I felt. I looked and felt the best. It was like, oh my God, I have a new life. I'm 20 again is how I felt. Right. That's crazy. Right. Okay. I was 50. No, I was 62. No, maybe 61. Doesn't matter. But right. I was like, oh my God, I feel like a 30 year old again. It's that that much of a change. And then after I stopped working there and I stopped utilizing that program, you lapse into sometimes what I call bad habits, mm -hmm. lifelong journey problem um, with eating and what I liked and was gra gravitated towards carbohydrates again. Yeah. And so I gained some of that weight um, and then my hormones went off again. So I think at different stages, you know, so the pain was intolerable. Yeah. Like it was three times worse. So that inflammation can get really bad, which means it's just ha harming everything more. Right. And I ended up getting a different combination of thyroid T3 and T4. Um, and seeing Rachel, um, has helped, uh, stabilize so much of it back to, okay, maybe you don't have to go so crazy. You know, maybe, maybe we see, is it gluten? Probably not gluten. Maybe it's more just the carbohydrates for you. And it, I really had to listen to my body to figure that out. So it really clicked with me when we were talking to them, because uh, again, we always say you advocate for how you feel. Don't accept that that's how you're supposed to feel. Total joint pain where you can barely move and all you want to do is live on Advil is not normal. No, it's not. And if you are living that way, 
you, there's hope for you. There is. If I can say, you cannot live that way. So and true. it's total inflammation, yeah. total abnormality and imbalance in your body. So yeah, mm-hmm. I lived a long time and I found that probably an exercise does help mm-hmm. if you have the energy for it. Now that was part of the problem. So I had to get that better, my inflammation down before I could really exercise to a healthy level. Like I do now right. five, six days a week on the bike. And you know, mm-hmm. I love it and I feel a lot better. Yeah. So, but what about you? Well, so my journey is a little bit different. I think I've probably struggled with inflammation most of my life. Um, I have tricky bowels. And so I think that that the inflammation probably stems from that or causes it. Not sure which chicken or egg, you know? Right. Um, And I too have had thyroid disease, although I haven't had it for as long as you. Um, I was put on the armor. It stopped working for me. Interesting. Yeah. So I had to go the other way and I was put on um, uh, a form of synth, uh, Synthroid, which is working really well for me now. But for, for the last probably three or four years, the inflammation markers have been really high for me. And then last year, my antibodies came back for Hashimoto's. And I think the inflammation brings the Hashimoto's on. It All causes right. that autoimmune reaction in your body. Right. And your body starts to attack itself. And so some of my symptoms are similar. I had very achy joints. um, But I showed physical outward symptoms. Um, One of the worst things is when I would travel or fly, my legs from like my knees down and my ankles and my feet would swell tremendously. Really, And they would stay swollen for days. Sometimes until I got home and, you know... Um, like if I was doing just a four day trip, they'd stay swollen the whole time I was traveling. So, um, that was very frustrating for me. It caused me to really not enjoy traveling at all. Um, I also, uh, experienced some really severe fatigue from the inflammation. Uh, I noticed a lot of inflammation and swelling around my face, around my eyes. I was having actually some vision issues because of, I think the inflammation. Wow. Um, I was having like double vision and stuff like that. Um, so for me, I back in November, uh, when I started seeing Rachel, um, decided that I needed to go off of gluten. I needed to try and see if that was something that would help. Cause I too have done the low carb right. thing and it worked amazing. amazing. It is amazing. A great it's yep. like a really great lifestyle. To it live. is. Um, and so, uh, but I decided to kind of do, I, what I decided to do was an inflammation, anti-inflammation protocol. Um, but I decided to split it up. So I did some of the things I started with them in November, like mid November. And then I decided I was going to take the rest of them and take them out starting in January. So in November I took out gluten and I took out, um, I limited dairy and I took out eggs. Eggs was not, it is an, can be an inflammatory food for a lot of people. Um, but for me, I was having, every time I would eat eggs, I would have really bad heartburn, which I think also could be a part of inflammation, yeah, it right? Is, yeah. Right. So I took those and caffeine. I took caffeine out as well. Right. So I 
almost immediately, like within a week or two of taking gluten out of my diet, all of the pain, the aches. Oh, another thing I had really bad was restless legs. Like yes. my legs at night at would night. jump yes. horribly. Right. Same. Um, all of that stopped within two weeks. It was uh, my joints. From just gluten. From just taking the gluten out. Wow. Completely gone. So then in, in January, I continued to not have dairy, eggs, caffeine, or gluten. But then I took out, on top of those things, sugar. I completely took dairy out. Um, and I took out, what else? Sugar. Oh, alcohol. I took alcohol out of my diet too, because it's got a lot of sugar in it. Right. And alcohol is a natural inflammator yes, anyway. Is. So, right. um, and one of the big things I wanted to see is I wanted to see what was sugar related and what was gluten related. So even while I was doing the gluten free, I allowed myself to have some carbs. Okay. So yeah, I, I remember, you but they just that. had yep. to be gluten free carbs. Um, and the interesting thing is, is that my body felt better. I did not lose weight like I wanted. Like I kind of secretly was hoping that that would just be okay. Right. And I could have gluten-free pasta and continue to lose weight. Yeah, I didn't. No go, right? No, that didn't work. No. Nope. But my body physically felt better. Right. And my philosophy has always been if I could get my inflammation under control, then my weight would start to come off if I'm doing all the right things. But I, no matter what I did, if my inflammation was out of control, I wasn't. my body's not going to release weight. So my ultimate goal was not to lose weight. It was to feel better right. with, the, with the secondary goal of hoping that I would lose weight. So, um, and, but when I did take all the rest of those things out and I didn't do like the gluten-free pastas, I took, you know, pretty much all carbs out of my, my diet, all grain. I was completely grain-free. Um, then I started losing weight and I lost, I don't know, about 13 pounds in January um, just from doing That's those awesome. things. Yeah. So little by little, I, I have not added gluten back. I did have inadvertently, I had gluten, um, one night and cause I was out and I, anyway, I, that night I had the leg twitches and the sore muscle and it took about three or four days, I think for my body to, to start to yeah. feel better again, just from one meal. So I know for me, gluten is not an option. I just can't. Um, I have had sugar here and there and I'm, it's not too bad. Uh, and I've, you know, had a glass of wine here or there or a little champagne yeah. um, every now and then. And I, you know, I know that my body's not going to, I'm not going to lose weight like I really want to if I make that a daily habit, but it doesn't create the effects in my body like the gluten, gluten. does. So for me, gluten is a huge um, I do notice when I have too much dairy, I can have a little bit of dairy, mainly just cheese, like hard cheese. I can do a little bit of that. Right. Um, but if I do it too many days in a row, I'll start to feel inflamed again. Do you ever feel like people, you know, when we talk about this and people say to me, cut out carbohydrates, have no bread. How can you do that? No gluten, gluten, everything without gluten tastes terrible. You know, I find these excuses. Okay. Because I, the excuse to me would be, okay, so you'd rather be totally fatigued, miserable, think, like really think about what you're trading off and make it a challenge to find good things, good, good brands that make things. Okay. Absolutely. So like today you shared yes. with me something you're going to share. We won't talk about in your, we'll in the talk favorite. about it next week. We'll talk in, about it next in week. In my favorite things. But you know, okay, find, um, 
substitutes substitutes i mean you know okay so you can't have tortilla wraps you can't have uh french bread for lunch okay not everybody eats french bread for lunch or wonder bread or whatever (laughs) find a gluten-free wrap that has low carbohydrates put some romaine lettuce a little avocado a little bit of uh of some sort of other protein Mm -hmm. wrap that up and you'll find it um, magically wonderful. It takes yes. time and it, but not all the time in the world. If you do, you know, some real due diligence to things that you like and prepare some of that on a Sunday, yes. like get those things at the grocery store and have them handy and try them. You can then find sort of like your life pack, your toolbox. Exactly. I have a toolbox for bars. I have a toolbox for my lettuce, my wraps, yep. you know, I can't have bread. So I have this, you know, yep. you, and it's the trade-off is so worth it's it. It's so worth it. It totally so is. So worth it. And I'll tell you what, the book that I have, the anti-inflammatory diet book, the recipes are phenomenal. Right. They are so delicious. Like I didn't, honestly, during the month of January, I didn't miss anything. Well, you have Chef David. I do have Chef David. <laughs> Not everybody. I'm Let me just put a point but here that Veronica has Chef David. <laughs> Okay. And he is quite the cook, her husband. He is. But he just followed recipes. Yeah. You know, it's not like, like for instance, he made this phenomenal, it's called crispy salmon cream sauce with spinach. And um, it's got a lemon dill cream sauce over it. Well, normally, you know, you make a cream sauce with heavy cream. Mm -hmm. This cream sauce was made out of coconut cream. Yeah, coconut cream, Girl, so good. It was delicious. I'm all over coconut cream. And with the lemon, you use yeah. a whole organic lemon squeezed into that and a bunch of dill, and you pour it all over the spinach and the salmon, and it, the salmon cooks. Oh, my gosh. It can my be My mouth's done. watering just thinking about it. You know, it. it's it's a commitment. Well, I mean, what do you feel? How, how did you have to change your mind to be able to say, okay, the habits I was in before – that I'm used to the routines because we get habits the, that yes. are almost like they are They're In fact, totally. We aren't, we aren't even thinking what we're doing half the time. Exactly. We're just going on what the reptilian part of the brain I've said exactly. before just sends us on autopilot exactly. every day. And if you study your days, you'll see this to be true. Exactly. So how do we tame the reptile? Yeah. Well, how do you make that change in your mind? Yeah. Well, you know, it takes 30 days to yeah. break a habit. But I think it takes an additional 60 days on top of that 30 days to make a new habit. Right. So it really just takes consistency, determination, and just, I'm going to do this. And I think once you start feeling better. Oh, that makes a huge it difference. It makes a huge difference. Right. But you're, you have to figure out your why. What is your why? Right. And That's when you point. know your why then you're going to do what you need to do. You know, when I decided to do this starting January 1st, I knew because I had already started researching and thinking about this in November, I knew what my why was. My why was I cannot continue to live the way that I've been living and feeling the way that I feel. Right. And my why was I need to feel better. Right. That's my, every time my why has been to lose weight or to look better or anything vanity wise, it fails. Yeah. But when it comes to feeling better, if that's my why to be healthier, then I can stick with it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I had a great support system. I had a couple of girls. I joined a group 
that I'm going to talk about in March that was phenomenal. And we would Marco Polo each other. And I don't, I've never met these women in real life, but these women are like, like they are part of my tribe now. Amy and Kelly, if you're listening, I love you girls. And I'm telling you, they helped me stick to my why and stick to what I had decided I was going to do the month of January. Like, nobody else. And you need to have that support system. Dave knew this is what I was doing and he committed to it with me and he cooked, right. you know, and he, he stuck to it. You know, he ate how he wanted to when we weren't together, but when we were together, he stuck to he it. He stuck to right? it. Same. My husband have, does the yes. same. He does that. And he, you've got to have his little that. Lunch, but when he comes home, he's like, okay, what are yeah. we having? I know you have a plan. It's like, yep. That's yep. what we do. And you've got to have those kind of people around you yes. that care so much about you that they're willing to help you succeed in what you're going to do. You have to care very much about yourself. You do. First. You do. Because even if you don't have people around you to help yep. you, you can do I'm, this. what I'm saying, I think, is that it's so much easier. It is. So true. It's so much easier. But like I said... I, I had you, I had Dave, but I sought out some other people right. that I didn't even know who became a part of my tribe. Yeah. Comfortable with change is important. It is. And, and part of what I did too, and we're going to wrap up here in a minute, but part of what I also did is, and you know, everybody knows I'm a podcast junkie and I had listened to a man by the name of Jim Fort and I've mentioned, mm-hmm. mentioned him before. And he, you know, if you want to achieve something, which for me is a good help, I don't want to ache anymore. I want to have more strength. I don't want to be depressed. I want to have I energy want to, to do energy. all that. We, Debbie, we have so many creative ideas. Oh, it's endless. We, it's we endless. just drove down here to the beach and I'm telling you three and a half hours. I don't know where it went. Right. We had 9,000 projects, things that we can do, things that we can present to you guys. It's crazy. It's but amazing. Like we have this energy, but it's, yeah. but if it's when you don't feel good, you have to make the change. And so I thought long and hard. And he said something about, you know, you have to be, you have to honor yourself. You have to have the self-integrity. You have to, whenever I go to the cabinet, if those chips are still there, because, you know, I live with David and he might like lentil chips. What, how harmful are lentil chips? But to me, they're not so good. Right. Okay. Yes. So, but, you know, go in that cabinet and say, and you go to do it. And I, he said, you know, remember that your habit is talking to you and stop at that moment and say, stop. This is just a habit. This is not you. Not you, just a habit. You don't need this. Right. Take that few minutes, whether you call it five, four, three, two, one, as some people say, or you just, you can, you can do it. Ladies, those of you out there who feel this way, please hear us. We, it's not like we have, we're perfect. We're not super women. <laughs> we are not perfect. No, no, no. no. And we've suffered for years. Suffered. And years. struggled for years. Yeah. Because this this isn't what widely uh, um, dealt with by medical staff and mainstream medicine. No. And then everybody gets afraid. I can't go to functional medicine. Yeah. Well, you know. Okay. Well, that's also a neg- navigation as well. Totally. But what we bring to you are people that we know are reliable or what we feel is relevant because you just we just hate to see people suffer. You can tell. Yeah. I can see it in people. Yeah. And women, I know their oh, faces. You can see it. Yeah. You can totally see it. So what our hope is is that we want to bring you information that will help you to feel encouraged. We want you to be a part of our tribe. Right. We want to we want you to know that we got your backs. Yes. We are here to help you in any way that we can. And one of the exciting things that we're hoping to do is we're actually hoping to put together a little tribe. Right. Something that will be exclusive that will be 
it, it will be a real resource for all of us in the different things we're pursuing. And so we hope that that's something we can share with you pretty soon. But we just want you to know that if you have questions, if you just need to reach out, if you just need a friend to talk to, DM us, yes. email us we, at Deb, we, hello we at Debbie at and Veronica. Yep. What, we read everything that you guys send us. We're so... We feel so blessed and so privileged to be able to to create a community right. of women who want to help each other. Right. We love you guys. We do. And right. we're just so grateful that you actually are. take, you know, 20, 30 minutes out of your day to listen, listen to us. Yes. So we thank you from yes. our hearts. So we really do. Okay. So inflammation, inflammation if I only knew heck? back when I was 30 right. that this could be or what it could be. Not be. Right. Right. Exactly. And moving forward, if I only knew that these are some of the steps I could take. Right. To help my body actually function and feel better. Right. As I, you know, add more numbers. Oh, it's just a It's just a number. Birthday girl. I know. Stay tuned for March, ladies. Okay. Love you guys. Take care. Make sure to share with friends you think could could benefit from this. Okay. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. It's my birthday, it's my birthday, I must spend my money. It's my birthday, it's my birthday, I must spend my money. Hey everybody, we are so excited that next month, March, is my birthday. So we have a special thing going on. The month of March, we're going to talk all about me, Veronica. You know, my birthday is March 4th. Debbie, that's the only command of the year. Did you know that? No. So girls, listen in. I'm going to share with you some of my favorite things, some lots of beauty tips. I'm going to interview one of my favorite people, maybe two or three of my favorite people. And we're going to have a special surprise for you at the end of the month. So we are super excited because... It's, it's my, my birthday. birthday. It's my birthday. I must spend my money. Ooh, pretty lady, pretty lady, you should be my honey. Ooh, God bless it. God bless it.